Justin, it's time for the wrestling show to take a very cynical look back at, representing the WWE and live from the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, it's Friday Night Smackdown, air date February the 16th. 2024. This episode is the road to the Elimination Chamber. So, let's go in. One, two, one, two, three. Let it really the wrestling. He likes to talk about it. And he likes to wrestling like he do. Welcome to The Wrestling Show. I'm your most fickle host, Lip Hazlywood, and this is a very cynical look back at the latest episode of uh, Friday Night Smackdown. But before we dive into the show, just a quick shout out to the non-competitors. That's right, they are the glue that holds the building together. First and foremost, representing um, the uh, general manager. He's, most people know him as Mr. Mickey James. Other people know him as uh, Mr. N.W.A., but we all know him as Nick Aldis. Next, getting all the pre-match interviews and all the backstage scoops, we got the team of uh, Kelly Braxton, or Kayla Braxton, and uh, Byron Saxstone. And next, heading into the ring with the officials of the night, the referees. And they are the team of uh, Adrian Butler, a.k.a. Daryl Sharma, Charles Robinson, Dan Engler and Jessica Carr. And of course, letting everybody know who's about to fight and the results of such matches. It's uh, Mike Rome. And least we forget, it's the commentary crew. The play-by-play guys, the hosts, and I call them the narrators of the whole damn uh, show. They are first. He is the uh, very reliable. He is the very handsome and uh, sharply dressed man, Corey Graves. And then next after. Uh, back in Corey Graves, it is, of course, my personal favorite. I he's a future Hall of Famer for sure. Um, one of the great commentators out there. My personal man crush, I guess. The man with the uh, silky yet very raspy voice. It is Wade Barrett, the man himself. And, of course, uh, I guess uh, without any further ado, uh, let's get started with the show. And... We start with uh, some news about uh, who's not there. Uh, I always talk about, uh, before we start the show, really, uh, what championes aren't represented on SmackDown. And it's usually this. It's uh, um, it's mostly, mostly usually it's uh, the, your champion, Roman Reigns, and uh, United States champion, uh, you know, Logan Paul. But they're both there today. Who's not there? Why? It's the, the women's champions. Eosky. Um... Asuka and uh, Kari Sane. Now, even though there's a pre-recorded segment, they're not there. I believe they're not there live. And, of course, as usual, it's the Judgment Day. Um, Judgment Day, they, uh, Finn Balor and Damien Priest, 
Not there. What are you gonna do? What you gonna do? Anyways. So, anyways, we start off. I think I'm gonna say anyways a lot. We start with the match. Start today with a huge match. And it is, of course, the road to the Elimination Chamber. This one here is uh, one of the qualifying matches. It's between uh, Kevin Owens and Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio. Now, Dominic Mysterio, it's unfortunate for him today. It's, it's weird that uh, there's nobody on his corner to back him up. Nobody backing him up. No, uh, you know, J.D. McDonough, who's his tag team partner. And no Finn or uh, Damien Priest. Nor is there Rhea Ripley backing up, you know. So it's like, yeah, something's going to go on. Something's going to happen tonight. So regardless of that, I know one thing for sure, or two things for sure. Kevin Owens um, is a top-notch wrestler. He's one hell of an athlete. Uh, now, even though uh, um, Logan Paul calls him like a potato with arms and legs, he can wrestle. He's one. He's top. He's former champion for a reason. Former championne for a reason. Kevin, oh, no, uh, Kevin Owens is uh, yeah. He's an architect for sure. And uh, versus uh, Dominic Mysterio, young. He may be lanky, but he had some great matches. Former North American champion, former, ta former tag team champion. So Dominic, this match was very good. Very good. Match of the night, perhaps. This was about 13 minutes long. Um, now, during this match here, we got ourselves a little bit something because uh, apparently during this whole zeitgeist of the uh, Judgment Day, it's uh, our truth thinking that he's part of Judgment Day and Judgment Day, you know, kicking him out and stuff like that. They had a final, uh, I guess, say, uh, Monday. And today... Uh, what is R-Truth doing in the match? Apparently, first thing he does, um, but when he comes in, it's uh, Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio fighting outside the ring. Kevin Owens throws in Dominic Mysterio, and that's when R-Truth shows up, I guess, uh, distracting Kevin Owens and thinking, wow, uh, just uh, R-Truth, what the heck is going on? Did he think he just had another initiation beating? You know? Because, uh, I guess Dominic Mysterio took over for a bit with a sliding dropkick. Hits Kevin Owens, takes over for a little bit. But here's the thing. Kevin Owens is goddamn, he's great. He's one hell of a competitor. And, you know, for his size, he is a one A1, class one, Luce Libre. Showing off his high luchador skills with a one massive, with a massive, uh, not only does he do a frog splash off the top rope, but off the top rope he does a swanton bomb, baby. Crushing Dominic Mysterio with both moves. Dominic not moving at all. However, the match carries on. Match carries on. Dominic does turn things around. Gets a 6-1-9. Booyaka, booyaka. 6-1-9. But, uh, you know, from the other side. Anyways, this is where, uh, I guess, where does the alliance of our truth lie? Where does it lie? And Dominic Mysterio is putting his loyalty to the test. Even though they kicked him out uh, Monday. What are you going to do? R-Truth, get, get a chair. I need you to get me a chair. So I'm not sure why Dominic Mysterio needs a chair. Because if he uses a chair, this is not a no disqualification match. If he uses a chair, this would be over. So if he does, I, I don't know why R-Truth wouldn't just give him a chair. Here you go. Disqualify yourself. What? Are you, what? That's just a dumb move. You know? So anyways, after a lot of convincing, R-Truth finally goes and grabs the chair, but instead of giving Dominic some cereal so he can disqualify himself, he turns, sits down on it, saying, No, Dominic, 
I would not allow you to disqualify yourself. I am true judgment day. The colors run through me. So loyal, our truth sits down in a chair, refuses Dominic Mysterio to disqualify himself in this match. Anyways, so after that, um, they scoffle a little bit because uh, that give enough time for uh, Kevin Owens to regain his, you know, his equilibrium. And then one pop-up powerbomb later, it was over! Dominic Mysterio goes down for the count! One, two, three. And instead of, uh, you know, helping, consoling Dom Dominic Mysterio, because he's not going to the Elimination Chamber match, it's consoling him, he uh, goes in the ring and raises the arm of uh, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. So why was R-Truth there in the first place? Did he help? Um, what's that? Cody Rhodes win? Um, no, not really. Did he help uh, Kevin Owens win? No, not really. But as usual, it is uh, R-Truth, the, the comic relief R-Truth. Making things, it's just doing some confusing things as usual. Anyway, so we're moving on after that. Uh, it is going on to Elimination Chamber. One more person to go, but as for now, we got ourselves Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, um, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, and Kevin Owens going to the Chamber. Moving on. We go and have a little bit of a talk backstage with Caleb Braxton, talking to Drew McIntyre and what he needs to do, and Drew McIntyre needs to win the Elimination Chamber. Um, he needs to have his moment. So many times his moments are stolen, and Drew will not have it. At least that's what I believe it was all about. Until, of course, L.A. Knight. He comes in there, L.A. Knight. He's got a lot of words to talk. A lot of words for Drew McIntyre. And Drew, oh, Drew, he was seething. Oh, my goodness, Drew McIntyre was so angry. You can just, like, you can just feel, feel his anger, you know, because of what uh, L.A. Knight getting in his face. And he's like talking to, uh, because they're in a the elimination chamber together. Only one person can win. And LA Knight saying, uh, prepare to meet, uh, uh, prepare to have your moment stolen again. And he talks about the shirt, the shirt uh, Drew McIntyre made up for CM Punk, where Drew McIntyre is posing next to a uh, 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 gravestone, a grave with a gravestone, and it's CM Punk. His WrestleMania moment is uh, it's in a grave. And LA Knight uh Notice that there's a, a spot on top of CM Punk's name where it can easily fit a DM hunk. Ho ho! Ho ammo! Like a so. And wow, that was some um, serious talking. Serious talking! Um, so, yeah. The uh, officials have to come in there to break up the potential fight. It's gonna be good. Gonna be good! They're gonna fight each other soon. Anyways. Then we move on. We go backstage and it's with Caleb Braxton. Caleb Braxton once again with another interview. It's with uh, Pete Dunne and his partner. But she asked Pete Dunne, uh, what's uh, his partner, uh, Tyler Bate? Uh, so talks about uh, turning your career around when teaming up with your longtime friend, Tyler Bate. And uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to continue your success with uh, the Judgment Day? So that's right. Apparently, there's going to be a tag team championé match. It's uh, Pete Dunn and uh, what's that? Uh, Tyler Bate, and they apparently they have a new name. They named themselves 
Uh, they can't be called uh, Butch Bait because uh, Butch is now uh, Pete Dunn again. Pete Dunn again. <laughs> Pete Dunn again. Anyway, so uh, they're now called the NCR, the uh, New Catch Republican Republic. New Catch Republic. No, re no uh, relation to the uh, No Quarter Catch Crew. <laughs> so yeah, they're called the New Catch Republic, and uh, you know that's when Dominic Mysterio comes in, and he starts jabbering off. Oh, you guys can't beat the Judgment Day. And well. Uh, if that's fighting words, because uh, you know what, next week is free because uh, week uh, day after uh, SmackDown will be the big event. So next week's free for uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunne. So what better yet to have is a nice warm-up match. So it's uh, Tyler Bate challenges Dominic Mysterio and his partner, our truth, for a match next week. And uh, Dominic Mysterio is like, Our truth not part of Judgment Day. <laughs> he's, not part of, he's not part of Judgment Day. I'm telling you what. So, regardless, Our truth won't be tagging with uh, Dominic Mysterio, but it will be JD McDonough. And I believe it's going to be uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate going to be winning. Going to be winning next week. Their warm up match for the tag team champions, which I truly think, no, I truly think uh, Judgment Day is going to win. I don't think, uh, you know, uh, what's that? Elimination, Elimination Chamber is going to be is that big, big enough of a pay-per-view for uh, the tag team championships to, uh, you know, switch hands. That's what I think. Moving on, we go to our next Elimination Chamber qualifying match. It is between uh, the LWO's uh, Zelina Vega versus uh, former NXT championne. Um Tiffany Stratton. Now, here we go. Um, this one here. I truly... Zillian Vega, she's... Uh, well, this for the nation. Now, Tiffany Stratton, she's... This match here, let's get straight to it. It was about a uh, little under eight minutes long. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, now, in this match, we got ourselves... Now, this was a fun match, of course, because uh, Zillian Vega, she's, even though she's petite, she's uh, got a lot of heart. Tiffany Stratton, former champion, and she's an upcomer, but she's got a lot of a talent. So this has got a lot, this a lot of potential for a great match. And wrestling was pretty good. A lot of back and forth. No diggity do, no doubt about it. While watching this match, coming into the uh, front row behind the uh, Wade Barrett and Corey Graves, it is of course the LWO. And no, not the Latino World Order or the Luftwaffe. No, it is the Legado World Order. The Legado del Fantasma. So it's Santos Escobar. Um, you know, Electro Lopez, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo. They uh, take their spot behind, uh, they're in the crowd, mind their own business, just watching the match, watching what's going on. You know? So, while that happens, this, they start to fight inside or in there. They, start, they still continue to fight. You know? And we have a moment where Tiffany Stratton's outside the ring. And Selena Vega, whew, it looked pretty dangerous. It was pretty risky, but uh, Tiffany Stratton's out there to catch. So uh, Tiffany Stratton's outside the ring. Selena Vega gets the second rope, and with the moonsault, second rope moonsault, she crushes down upon uh, Tiffany Stratton. It looked pretty good, pretty good, second rope. But for someone so tiny like Selena Vega, that second rope looked like she was in space. <laughs> because she was so small it just seemed in proportion everything if she was on top rope it would just like pff, 
my goodness, that would be insane. That would have been insane. But I think Tiffany Stratton could have been the perfect opponent to do a top rope moonsault, tope and moonsault. Anyways, moving on. It's, uh, what's that, uh, they, they scuffed some more, but Cena Vega, uh, here we go. Now, we got this one crazy move. It is Tiffany Stratton. She does this cartwheel. She goes in the cartwheel. She picks you up with a cartwheel. When she, does, when she goes through a cartwheel, she picks you up for an Alabama slam. And my goodness, Tiffany Stratton crushes down with Zanina Vega with one hell of an Alabama slam. And then after that, well, it's some back and forth. Zanina Vega got on top with one hell of a second rope. That's right. Zanina Vega, she's so tiny. Top rope seems like she's in space. So she can't do that. It's too scary. So uh, Zanina Vega, second rope again with the massive Meteora. Crushes down on, uh, what's that, uh, Tiffany Stratton. Doesn't get pin, pin attempt, but no, however, it is no good. Now that's when Tiffany Stratton rolls outside of the ring after the pin attempt. And that's where the hilarity ensues. Now they go outside the ring. They get pushed towards uh, the commentary dating area. Obviously it has to be there. You know, where uh, Electra Lopez and the LW are. Um, what's that? Uh, Tiffany Stratton, like, shoulder tackles her into the, uh, right into the, what, the barricade. And she gets pushed, she gets pushed off. And then, uh, that's where it gets weird. It gets hilarious. Because, uh, Azina starts scuffling with, uh, now, it was all Electra Lopez. She was like, she was, all the only thing she was doing is watching a match and doing what any fan does is either talk positive or, or jaw jack. To, uh, their favorite or their hated uh, uh, wrestler. She was just being a good fan, being interactive fan. But however, Selena Vega gets so upset she pulls Electra Lopez into the ring, into the uh, um, fighting area, and then throws her back out into the uh, you know crowd area. It's like okay, that was weird. You just pulled her in and threw her out. Didn't punch her or kick her or anything. Just in and out. But that was enough distraction for. Her. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany's inside the ring there. And she's, she gets all readied up. You know, she gets her the cobwebs out. And by the time Zinnia Vega goes back in the ring, it's over! She gets pulled into the ring. And then it's one hell of a um, spine buster. She sets, now usually, Tiffany Stratton sets up uh, her finishing move with a uh, um, front cartwheel. Uh, what's that? Uh, Santon. Like a fireman's carry, Santon. But this time it was a What's that? Uh, spine Buster. Setting up for one massive, a beautiful, most, the prettiest moonsault ever. Going off the top of a springboard. Off the top rope. Beautiful. Picture perfect. And uh, it, I gotta admit though, it was a little bit dangerous. Tiffany Stratton landed uh, uh, low or high on uh, Zelina. Um, it looked like it was bad because uh, it was her uh, thighs, her top of her knees and up hit Zelina, and uh, she could have hyperextended her knees. But she didn't, which is good. But it was Zelina Vega losing. Now, watching this huge, pretty smooth salt ever was uh, everybody, because uh, joining the match was, uh, um, you know, Carlito, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde. They, they all witnessed that beautiful, magnificent moonsault. So, yeah, with big victory, it is uh, Tiffany Stratton moving on to Elimination Chamber. So, in the Elimination Chamber, there are two more people that need to you know, qualify. So, we got right now, it is uh, Becky Lynch 
Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and uh, what's that? Uh, Tiffany Stratton. Moving on. We go backstage. It is with the AJ Styles and uh, what's the with? I can't believe it's with uh, uh, Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. Luke Gallus, Carl Anderson, and Meechin. And it's basically uh, so. Uh, what's going on with you, uh, AJ Styles? Are we a club still? Uh, you don't call or anything. And Carl's like, uh, "Well, AJ's clearly forgotten where he's come from." Really, AJ Styles forgotten where he's come from. You know, without AJ Styles. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are nothing. Nothing, literally. They've been doing nothing. I, I'm surprised they're still in the WWE because they've been doing that little. Without AJ Styles in their corner, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, they do nothing. So for Carl uh, uh, Anderson to suggest where AJ Styles has come from, he's completely blinded by his own uh, blindness. <laughs> he's <laughs> really, wow. And AJ Styles gets up and he uh, gets right in the face of Carl Anderson. They they push each other a little bit, and AJ Styles just a slap across the face, just slaps him good across the face, you know. And so be it. Carl Anderson has to be put in the spot place, and I think it's going to be next week. I believe they're going to have a fight. Carl Anderson finally going to get in the ring. AJ Styles going to put the uh, whoop ass whoop ass beating on him, and we're all going to love it, or not. It doesn't matter. So moving on, we go now with the uh, what's that? The, the Japanese Connection. That's right. It's the uh, women of the uh, uh, Damage Control, the Japanese women of Damage Control, the belt champions. It is uh, Io Sky and uh, Kari Sane and Asuka. Basically, there's talk, but they're not giving any flowers to Bailey, who put together um, this Damage Control in the first place, who masterminded their greatness, put together the perfect team. And uh, I guess now that she's the belt champion, because Bailey put uh, them before her. Now they're successful and they think, we don't need you anymore. Whatever their reason is. Um, it's a, I believe it's the EO era. But EO Sky, she's barely done anything with that belt. You know, a lot of people don't even know who's the champion of uh, uh, Smack It Down. I say Bailey. Bailey's been doing so much work. She looks great. And uh, it's due time. She becomes a championne. But will she be champion at uh, the Elimination Chamber? I think the Elimination Chamber is a small, is a small, you know, uh, it's a premium live event. Not too, not the important one. It's a not very important uh, premium live event. So I don't think, I do not think many belts, if Ed belts at all, will be exchanged at the Elimination Chamber. You know, as long as you have the Elimination Chamber match, it's going to be the exciting part. So, yeah. So, will Bailey get become champion Elimination Chamber? I do not think so. It would be nice, though. But this would be like a WrestleMania moment, I think. Moving on. We have a next match. It is pretty sad. It is a tag team match. And this was about one minute, maybe under a minute. This was between NXT's... Now, these guys haven't fought. I haven't seen these guys in NXT for a while. At least uh, one of them. And I haven't seen the other guy at all. One of them is uh, Javier Barnell. Now I have seen him a bit. He's going through a little bit of a challenge. Longer work for this. And, and uh, his teammate is uh, Bo Morris. Bo Morris. Who I've never seen before in my entire life. So it was uh, Javier Barnell fighting, starting a match with uh, you know, 
um, what's that? Uh, Acam, no Razor, is in the match. And uh, Acam goes in the ring there. And he throws in. Uh, they both throw in uh, Bowmore. So it's gonna be two on two there. They just smash matchup. This was just a squash match. It ended up with uh, the uh, um, Super Collider. You know, taking them both. Champagne, just giving them both a toss. And then power bombing them both. I believe Akim went outside the ring, get tagged in for the legit team move. So the move was this. This was interesting. The finishing move of Akim and Rezar is... Uh, Akam, he gives uh, what uh, Javier a suplex, gives and uh, he suplexes uh, Javier onto uh, Razor, and then the finishing move is uh, Razor with a power bomb, and it's the uh, Akam with the neck breaker, mm-hmm. and that puts it out. It's like, well, I mean, they could have stretched this out. They could have. Now we all know who what the outcome of this match was. There was zero chance, uh, you know. Uh, Javier and Bo were going to win this match. But at least we could see Akam and Razor have some fun in there. You know? Show that they can maybe throw in a, a five-minute beating of uh, Javier and, uh, you know, Bo. But no, no, it was just a quick wham, bam, thank you, man, and out they go. So with, of course, the uh, Akam and Razor, they are the final testament they represent the final testament, and of course, with them was Karen Cross, Scarlet, and uh, Paul Ellery. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they, were, they were so short. I, even I just talked uh, more than this match was. So moving on, big thing. I come with a big pin. Moving on, we go backstage. Just with a little bit of uh, um, a pre-match talk. Byron Saxton with uh, Logan Paul. His uh, first match on SmackDown. And I'm thinking, wow, is he going to... Well, this is one thing. Right now, Logan Paul and uh, Roman Reigns are both here in SmackDown. But uh, I always think, who's, who's going to do the least work out of the two? And right now, it's Roman Reigns because uh, Logan Paul... Now, even though Logan Paul does not have a... Uh, you know, he doesn't have to defend his title today. But he does have a match, and it is for the uh, Elimination Chamber. He wants to become, eventually, he wants to become a two-belt champion. That's right, his dreams, his dreams of having more belts. So then, we go to the Elimination Chamber match. It is uh, to get through to the Elimination Chamber. He's got to beat The Miz. I can do it. The Miz comes in there, you know. And I guess it's uh, the WWE they're booking. You know, Miz wants to be the the face, and people were, a lot of people were cheering to Miz. So this one here was about it was a barn burner. This was a knuckle duster. This was about fourteen minutes along. Bay bay hey. Now, this had moments of good fighting and moments of sloppiness, complete sloppiness. Now moments where like you knew it's got something weird was going to happen. Miz has got, Logan Paul drops out of Miz, drops to Miz. And he stands here, he's going to do this, uh, um, a moon standing moonsault. But he moves towards his legs there, he, he does move towards chest, he moves over to his legs and does a flip. It's like, okay, something's going to happen here. He knew something's going to happen before it even happened. But how they set up, it's like, okay, this is given. But they start rolling around, the referee starts counting. One! It's like, what are you doing? And referee in this match was, uh, you know, uh, who's that? Uh, Dan Engler. He starts counting with uh, no one's shoulders on Matt. 
What's going on? What is going on, sucker? Anyways, Logan Paul, he's got a new patented move. He got patented move. It's like he drops. It's like they're dropping his tea bag, dropping his balls on your chest. That's what he does. So he uh, he walks up to you. He does his splits. He stands up. He kicks one leg up. He holds a leg next to his face because he's very flexible. And he drops down like a like the uh, drawbridge. Oh, drops down like a railway crossing arm. Drops down just like that. His balls teabagging the chest of uh, the Miz. Oh, how embarrassing is a Miz getting teabagged in public like that? Anyways, Logan Paul gets uh, the Miz with the uh, um, the the uh, what's that? Uh, the skull crossing finale or the Paul crushing finale? To the crop, the Paul crushing finale. That didn't work. Now, Logan Paul, they both slide outside. Logan Paul goes outside the ring to get some knuckles. Get some knuckles off his friend. Got some brass knuckles. And Miz catches him. They attacks them both. And however, it's not for the Miz. The referee sees the Miz putting on the knuckles. The referee's like, no, you can't do that. I dare you. Whatever. The Miz puts the knuckles down. Um, Paul goes in the ring there. They scuff a little bit. Well, the Miz ends up getting pulled into the ring. You know, and then he gets punched in the face. Now Logan Paul doesn't really need the brass knuckles because apparently, according to uh, um, Logan Paul and whoever uh, uh, believes him, he's got these uh, titanium plates and screws inside his fist. He's got a bionic fist. You know, he's got nanotechnology in his fist. He's Iron Man, and he punches the Miz right in the face, like a so. And after that, it's the finishing move. It just sets him up for the finishing move, which is interesting. It's like a, a form of a, uh, what would you say? It is a uh, um, a modified flatliner. It's a, he starts with a belly to, a belly to belly, a belly to belly suplex. And then he, uh, uh, a leg sweeps him down. So he just uh, lands on him. It's like, that's the finishing move. That's the Logan Paul. Lay on ya. So one, two, three, it's over. Logan Paul wins. Logan Paul moves on to the Elimination Chamber. So that's one more step towards two-belt championé. Logan Paul, Miz, mm -hmm. does not move on to the Elimination Chamber. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the Elimination Chamber, it is uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, um, what's that, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Stacked, the stacked chamber match for coming up uh, premium live event. The premium live event. So now here we go. We go into Nick Aulis's office with uh, two potential signees, which is a core Jade, which is a core uh, Jade Cargill, <laughs> Jade Cargill, and uh, Braun Breaker. Design, and then that's when we have people come in the ring back there. It's uh, watching. Sitting in the room back there is Liv Morgan and uh, uh, Bianca Belair. And that's when uh, Tiffany Stratton, your Tiffany top championne contender, comes in there. And she says, uh, obviously, they're all going to be in the Elimination Chamber. And how she's looking forward to being in the Chamber and beating both of them. But, uh, you know, it is uh, Nick Aulis kicked them all out. And uh, he wrapped things up with uh, Braun and Jade Cargill. That's right, Jade Cargill. And then we go backstage outside the office 
actually outside the uh, the Bloodlines dressing room, we got ourselves Paul Heyman addressing your future star, future champ. I guess he's these this guys got potential. One of my favorites. It's Grayson Waller. So Grayson Waller's having a talk with Paul Heyman. Who knows? Possible Heyman guy, mm -hmm. or just some uh, perhaps some insurance for their upcoming match. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm sure Paul Heyman's trying to ensure that uh, Roman Reigns does not lose his championne championship anytime soon. So when we move on to our next match, and it is of course uh, this is. Um, an elimination chamber qualifying match. This is this was supposed to be. This match was supposed to be Naomi, the returning Naomi in her first match back versus a Shotzi. Now apparently, Shotzi got injured. She's no longer. She's me not medically cleared. Apparently, now she's supposed to have this uh, feud. She's supposed to have a fight with uh, Lyra Valkyria on next uh, NXT. It was supposed to be a fight for the, uh, you know, the world championship. Gold! But apparently, during the tapings, she was badly injured. You know? So she cannot compete for the uh, elimination. Now, what bad timing, Shotzi. Just when things looking good, things looking good. But Shotzi's, she, she's looking like real skinny. She's looking like Becky Lynch. I'm not sure what's going on. Shotzi's looking like a toothpick, but she broke like one. I don't know how she broke herself, but anyways. So she's not moving on. Uh, but taking her place in this uh, elimination qualifying match, it is, of course, one half the unholy union. It's Alba Fire. And accompanying Alba Fire is her tag team partner, Isla Dawn. These two haven't been doing anything uh, for a long time. Months and months and months these guys have been out of action. But it's good to see them back. <coughs> yes. <clears throat> so it's Alba Fire going to ring there. Wearing your best MC Hammer pants. And it is uh, Charles Robinson with her second match of the night. And this is the, uh, not only the second match Charles Robinson is uh, officiating, but this is also the main event match. And this was about <coughs> nine and a half minutes long. It was a good match. This was a lot of back and forth. You know, considering I haven't seen Alba Dawn, Alba Fire, I haven't seen Alba Fire fight in the ring there. She hasn't fought in the ring for many, many months. So I thought this was, this, she's got to be, uh, you know, she's got to be a little bit rusty. <coughs> but no. <coughs> okay. You know, but this match was really good. This was uh, close to match of the night. I would say this was uh, could be match of the night, but uh, came close. This was, however, a really good match. Mm. Now, we do have um, Isla Dawn outside the ring, and they had a moment where uh, Isla Dawn took a moment, took took her uh, took a moment behind Charles Robinson's back to choke out to try and choke out some Naomi. Didn't work. Her efforts to uh, help, you know, Alba Fire win didn't happen. Didn't happen. Now, Naomi, with the spot of the night, she goes to the top rope with a massive high cross body off the top rope, catching Alba Fire. It was pretty impressive. Now, 
I believe the final sequence, at least, was this. Uh, it was, uh, what's that, uh, Naomi with the O'Connor roll, O'Connor roll on uh, Alba Fire. And this is perfect. The referee's counting one, two, and then uh, Alba Fire kicks off Naomi. She launches herself forward right into Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn with a forearm, with a forearm shimmer right to the face while Charles Robinson was turning his back. That's only a two. Hey, that's only a two. So that's a good proper cheat. Anyways, she gets punched in the face, tries to get rolled, but she didn't get rolled up. You know, uh, Naomi turns things around. Um, Isla Dawn jumps on the earring apron, only get insecurity in the face. She gets knocked down. And then eventually it's a finishing move. Now this one here, it's Isla Dawn. She's on her knees. She gets caught with a, um, it looks like, it looks like it could be, it's a neck scissors. It looks like it could be the code of, start of a code of silence. The code of silence, how it looks. But with the head scissors, uh, Naomi twists her hips and it was like a head scissor DDT, head scissor driver. So she drives down, uh, you know, up a fire. This match was about nine and a half minutes. This was a barn burner. This was a really good match. With the head scissor, driver takes down Alba Fire. One, two, three, it's over! That's right. Alba Fire loses. Did they get a moral victory? Nope. Nope. So moving on, it is, of course, moving on to the uh, Elimination Chamber match. It's Becky Lynch, um, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, um, Tiffany Stratton, and, uh, you know, Naomi. Moving on, waiting for one more person to move on. That's probably be taking the place on either Monday or Friday. We got one more week. And speaking of weeks, we got ourselves the week uh, Dakota Kai. Well, maybe she's not weak. She's just, uh, and maybe she's uh, cleared. I don't know. But anyways, she uh, she wants, uh, she needs um, Bailey. Because she feels that uh, Oscar Eosky and Dakota Kai, Oscar Eosky and Kari Sane are uh, after her, and she needs Bailey's help. So Bailey, looking extremely great, and with her uh, uh, the Chris Jericho lion tamer hairdo, proudly up on top of her head, so she can see. Regardless, Bailey looking great, um, and but Bailey, she's in a moment of her career that uh, she's been betrayed by her own team. So she doesn't know where, uh, you know, Dakota Kai stands. Is she with her or is she with the, uh, you know, Eos Kai? What's that? Uh, Asuka and uh, Kari Sane. Is she part of the Japanese connection? Is she still the translator of the three? Anyway, so yeah, she can't, What all she knows is she doesn't, uh, first she doesn't know who to trust and she just can't do it right now. So she moves on. Moving on now. And then we got ourselves a big announcement. Nick Aulis talks out there. Signing. A signing announcement. Braun Breaker is officially signed to smack it down. So that's going to be difficult. Um, it could only mean, I can only assume it means one thing. That uh, Braun Breaker and uh, Baron Corbin, the Wolf Dogs, NXT title reign could be very, uh, very uh, short. Because uh, if it's if it's because right now, Braun Breakers on two different, you know, organizations, two different uh, uh, companies, so to speak. <clears throat> so he's got to do double duty. Can Braun Breaker pull double duty, or will 
he just uh, dropped the titles. You know, who knows? But uh, good for Braun Breaker, because uh, no matter what, Braun Breaker would have been signed by Raw or SmackDown. But he chooses uh, Smack It Down. Next up, we go to the finale of the show. It is uh, the Bloodline. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy! Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, Jimmy! And basically, um, they're in uh, say, um, Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's all, let's all hate on Salt Lake City. It's basically, uh, he calls everybody at uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, a bunch of idiots, a bunch of idiots, you know. And he asks these bunch of idiots not to ruin the big night. And he calls out, he basically calls it out what it's all about. He calls out what it's all about. And it's Rock becoming the newest member of the bloodline, joining, of course. They are legitimate blood, so he's joining the bloodline officially now. And then... Oh my goodness, they take their time. Rock takes his time. Doom, 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 boom, doom, 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 boom, doom. And Rock, I don't know, people being uh, either, uh, you know, patronizing, their fans being extremely patronizing, but they were cheered, they, were, they all cheered to Rock. Rock is doing his best to become the heel, making fun of the crowd, you know. And basically, the Rock starts off big. He starts about, you guys broke the all-time indoor attendance record. You know, in Utah, not not just, you know, where they are, not just in the uh, Salt Lake City, but the entirety of Utah uh, for being uh, for being the largest gathering of trailer park trash. Yeah, damn! I bet they're going to have to eat nuggets and stuff some nuggets in their bum hole. Anyways, uh, each charts by saying, oh, The Rock has finally, The Rock has come back to Salt Lake City. The crowd cheer because they love, I don't know, either being, uh, they love The Rock or they're being, uh, you know, patronizing. Who knows? Anyways, uh, it's a team is back. The two, the two are back to make the Bloodline Rock and Roman Reign collection. And they would have made a great, the biggest WrestleMania moment ever. Rock and Roman Reigns, he thinks they would have made the biggest WrestleMania moment ever. Hmm. Somehow I don't think so. I don't think so. You know? Don't you remember Mr. T? Jeez. Anyways. So, instead, Cody. It's the people want Cody. And uh, um, he's saying that Cody should be a man. Because Cody did uh, lose last year. Um, even though, you're complete cheating. You should take your beating and move on. You shouldn't fight him anymore. Roman Reigns doesn't have to prove himself anymore. He doesn't have to fight. <laughs> Roman! I don't know. Anyways, uh, he calls the, the crowds. Uh, you don't understand. You're just a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, spoiled, entitled bitches. That's ridiculous. So they close off the show. Yeah, people booing, people cheering. But The Rock, the new man of uh, WWE... Getting some serious, uh, you know, I guess uh, getting a serious part in WWE. So Rock is going to be there for, I guess, uh, full time or more than Roman Reigns. I don't know. But Rock has uh, big plans in the WWE or they have big plans for the Rock. I don't know. But it all starts now. It all starts now. But anyways, that does uh, wrap it up um, for the wrestling show. 
And this wraps up uh, this episode of uh, SmackDown and the wrestling show, I could say. <clears throat> so, um, I've been your host, Lip Hazlywood, saying uh, I'll see you next time on the wrestling show. So, if you've uh, stayed at the very end, I hold a very special place in my heart just for you. So, I'll see you next time. <laughs>